Welcome to the TOD podcast. My name is Lola C. Wolf. I'm one of your hosts of the I Am X Crew in company with Abel and other shenanigans of our crew. Are we introducing the topics of diversity, life, and death? This podcast is here to inspire, uplift, and make you realize what really matters in life. Hello and welcome back to the TOD podcast. It's an honor to have you with us in 2024. Um, guys, you are amazing. You're shooting us through the roof again. So shout out to all the countries that are recently pushing our stats. We love you. We cherish you. We honor you and love you for being us, for being with us on the journey. Um, my sentence structure is as usual, very loose. But today we're going to dive into some writing, some artistry talk, some <laughs> life truths, some truths. Let, let's put it that way. I'm not alone. I have a wonderful guest with me. And yeah, before I'll, I'll give the stage completely away. Hello and welcome to the TOD podcast. Is it Evie or Ivy? <laughs> um, depends. Eve or Ivy. Yeah. Eve or Ivy. Okay. Then, then I'm, I'm going with Ivy. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Ivy. As someone else does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi and welcome to the podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself? Like, let's dive right in. Like, who the fork are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently I'm not alone because someone is trying to get to the mic. We love, um, we love dogs. Yeah. We love dogs. Um, especially the attention seeking ones. Uh, so I'm Ivy. We've decided we call me Ivy. Um, yeah. This is the moment when I usually blank and it's just <laughs> happened. Um, so I am a writer. Mm -hmm. It literally all that I do is writing all day long. Um, I'm technical writer for a welding company, welding machine company in my day job at night. I'm an author. <laughs> <laughs> and a screenwriter yeah we love I'm batman that. yeah I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to say like can i can i drop the reference uh it's, it's very betsy and, and so on um so we of love course. that yeah do, do should we take the the listeners a bit behind the scenes on how we met because i think our story is very interesting for people that is that is also uh related to the one that also calls me ivy <laughs> <laughs> yes how we met is one of the funniest stories ever because technically Honestly. we should have met ages ago. Yeah. I think, all intents and purposes, we should have met ages ago. I think the, this is the, still the favorite part of like, basically, <laughs> we we know each other for such a long time by basically avoiding each other for such a long time to then both sign up to Tess Skyler's writing Patreon to realize oh my gosh, I know this person technically. And yeah. it is also like, hang on a fucking second. We have the same like friends or circle that we're in. <laughs> yeah, we we should have met. We're running in the same circles. We've been to the same uh, conventions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we should have met. We probably saw each other at one of these conventions and never realized that we did because we don't and starts a writing patreon and we meet and somehow end up in each other's heads 
<laughs> it's so true it's so true um so yeah i think it's it's now i think it's literally now a month yes. like since, since i've joined the the page mm-hmm. it is um so feels give, longer yeah i know right like <laughs> to give you like my side of the story um so basically um <laughs> i had a dream <laughs> about <laughs> Being in the same hotel because my family booked me some holidays and it <laughs> happened that Taz Gaila took also holidays in this dream at the same hotel, which ended up um, of us becoming friends and I teach him Qigong and he teaches me surfing for whatever reason. Because um, you both can do both. Yeah, ish. I would say like he's most like like he's most likely going to be better with surfing in any regards because... Um, I mean... Very- me on a surf surfboard is an interesting choice um but yeah so I had this dream I think two days later I think I went I had a post on my for you page so one thing you need to know about me is that because I use my Instagram mainly for networking and acting stuff and like that kind of stuff um I usually have I don't really usually follow most of the actors that I'm kind of like following around or whatever. Um, obviously, One Piece bursted into my life. If, if you know me, One Piece is a big part of my life, but I'm not diving into that yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think the only thing I really saw was when the promotions were out with like interviews and stuff. I never really like took the actual time to like go through everyone's profile of like what what are they doing besides you know being in one piece um so i had this post of my for you page and i took the time to look at oh Taz has a writing patreon and at that time one of my manifestation goals was actually to find a writing circle that holds me accountable gets me back into writing and just basically helps me push my writing again i did not see it coming that basically a different manifestation is leading to this manifestation but it's one of my favorite things in life so universe having no chill as usual i think i found it and i was still looking at like nah this can't be it like <laughs> you cannot like what the fuck universe you cannot simply tell me that now i have to take the steps and join this patreon this is ridiculous um and then i think i told one of my friends and she was like you do realize these doors are opening up for you and you're literally just refusing to go through them (laughs) and um so essentially a day later I joined and then I think one of them I think it's just a natural habit sometimes that when I join a new community I tend to draw people in from the same country that I'm from (laughs) like I don't know how I do it because it's a German thing though yeah I feel like it's it's like it's a German thing. There's literal jokes about it. Yeah, because like, it it's this weird magnetism of like, you you're part of these like English English speaking communities for whatever reason, writing, acting, whatever, but you end up meeting the Germans. And um, I think you were one of the first ones that I noticed because I think it's in your bio something saying Germany as well. It is. So I was like, ooh, there's someone that I potentially. P- some somehow no and then (laughs) yes you did we just I think it was just like because one thing you need to know about me when I join a community I'm just there like I don't like I'm just going full right in of like hi this is me this is my personality um if you need my help 
here I am, basically. That that's always because my approach when I join, especially with this writing community, it's like, what is the point of joining a community that is so actively about a certain craft if I wouldn't really want to involve myself and obviously meet people and make connections? Um, <clears throat> so pretty much very quickly I was out and about, and then I can't remember which day it was, but I, I think it was pretty soon after we started like after I joined we noticed that we have so much in common like it got to a point where we had like 10 things of like and and also very specific ones I think my favorite is still that we both love runes and like tarot cards and stuff like this because I mean yeah tarot is kind of like more modern and known but runes is something that not everyone knows about and then we just started talking about manifestation and dreams and all of that. And there were so many wild similarities of like, oh my God, I'm not the only person that has these multiverse moments anymore. And it's like, no, no, yeah. this happens to me too. And then obviously us realizing, oh, so MagicCon is a thing for you. Yeah, MagicCon is also a thing for me. So like we had these similarities of like Comic Cons that we went to, um, very specific fandoms we love and all that and that's pretty much how we like quickly bonded and then yeah thanks Taz <laughs> <laughs> thanks Taz um for me one of the most striking moments was when I asked the question you're like get out of my head that's what I wanted to ask yeah yeah this happens was... quite a lot now because I think we literally had recent moments on the server again where it's like I'm writing so oh no it was like someone was um asking for support or something and you had just answered that person and then literally <laughs> I go online and start writing <laughs> and then yeah. you were like "Lo, what a fantastic time and you're like yeah, yeah. you summoned me <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah we summon each other that was yesterday too um low pops up and suddenly I'm like okay I have answers I was lurking all day I was not intending to get active but somehow I had to get active at that point yeah it always happens it's just that I, we, like we call it the multiverse connection and like yes. multiverse sibling connection that we have at this point this is just yeah and it's like I've never I, I would say because we're like usually what happens when I meet new people it's like we click about a couple of things but then over time the connection gets stronger with us it was like from day one it was just wild weirdly multiverse wild connections wild 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 is just the word for, for i've told you stories that i haven't told a lot of people yeah 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 so, i think yeah. it's also yeah you were one of the first people that i met new in 2024 where it was still only... in 2023 oh my god 20 yeah <laughs> it was but in oh the last god. two days of 2023 actually yeah because I think it's yeah it must have been because I was like you were one of the first people where I then went like yo I'm gonna tell you this this is what's gonna happen you know I'm gonna be in that tv show and I think it was yes. a couple of days after I joined anyway. but, and I was still very like I'm not sure if I want to tell everyone this because I'm not sure how everyone is going to react to this not because in the sense of like you know I want everyone's approval but Sometimes when you join certain places that are led by people that, how do I say this without <laughs> saying the, the obvious? Um, no, what I mean is basically, I didn't join 
test the server for any kind of selfish purpose in that sense. But, you know, sometimes you can meet people online or in fandom spaces where it's like they twist your words or mm -hmm. they take it from the wrong side of the coin. It's like, no, yes. that's not who I am. Um, but yeah, long story I mean, short. I had experiences like that literally around yeah. Taz as well. So not with oh. the Patreon, but removed from that, there's there's definitely spaces where that can happen. So yeah. yeah. I had it in the hundred fandom. Uh, um the hundred fandom was ripe with that, let's be um, real. It was an interesting one for yes. sure. Yes, yes. Uh, it I was. Think it's also a lot of my perspective has changed even more since I started actively acting again. Like mm. I always say that I'm trying to be the artist that, you know, is still down to earth in that approach and which I'm pretty much am like um because I, I think it's because I've never really had any kind of aspiration towards, you know, I'm gonna reach this point and then I'm not never gonna talk to, you know, normal people again and, and stuff like that. And it's just that's but you're not still what... gonna use the toilet, so you're still a normal person too. So are you not gonna talk to the fucking mirror? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's um, it's just I'd like to think that I also don't have people in my circle area, whatever, what um around me that have that kind of worldview. Um, which, to be honest, in my opinion, is very sad. <laughs> if you think limited that worldview. Way, yeah, exactly. The dogs are cute. <laughs> Currently displaying big cat behavior. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, dogs are fantastic. Okay. I um, have to move so you can see him. <laughs> shall we dive a bit into... I mean, maybe we can like even go a bit down into what the server has done for us so far, but I would love to talk about more about like or why writing. Why writing for you, for us. Why are you writers? Oh my god. <laughs> that is an interesting question <laughs> why, are, why why am i right i've never not been one actually i've never not been one i've been basic writing basic stories since i can imagine i there's there's stories about little tiny me wishing for something that i could take anywhere to write fast because i was i couldn't write fast enough with pen and paper mm -hmm. and that was before laptops were uh thing so tiny me tiny teen me got a laptop really early on because of that i've never not been a storyteller mm -hmm. oh my god i just remembered that i used to read comic books i couldn't read but i saw the pictures and i told my mother what's happening in this comic book even though i have no idea what's in that comic book because i couldn't read yet but hey i've made up a story about it i love that that is really cool and a different perspective as well to look at comics because it's actually it, it just reminded me of something that I posted yesterday on like how many more cards do you want to shuffle before you start trusting yourself and I feel like that kind of relates to you know obviously the words can tell us the story but sometimes the picture can also tell the story before we find the words to it to an extent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I can understand like I can 100% write down the uh, note down the because I've never not been one um my very first story I wrote was, so, this is going to sound so creepy. So my grandma, she used to have these, you know, very porcelain dolls. And one of these dolls had a book. Maybe Jesus that's why Christmas. I There's another similarity. <laughs> and um, 
I always played with that doll, but at some point I was like, well, the doll should some, like, she has a book, but the book doesn't have any words in it. So I just put, picked the book and started to write a story in it. And I think it was literally just something like, you know, from the doll's perspective of like, this is my day, this is my diary. And that was, if I recall it correct, it was like when I was around eight. So that is the first strong memory of like, that was my first official story I wrote. Um, besides the ones that you had to write in school, but I have a lot to say about this because my teachers never gave me the good grades for my writing. So yeah. I think that's also a very, very writer situation that the teachers never appreciated the creativity yeah. Mm. because yeah I remember a getting shit grades in German mm -hmm. and b getting better and better grades in English eventually <laughs> because guess what my English teacher somehow appreciated creativity can uh, say the same as well um because I was good in German as long as I did what they wanted me to do. If I somehow took the creative hook in a different direction that was not the norm, it was graded badly. And which is freaking ridiculous. Imagine you how, you, how you would be graded if you write the story from the animal's perspective instead of the perspective of the two humans in the, in the prompt. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it like, I will never forget this. So... In primary school, um, my best friend back then, she wrote a story which was one and a half pages long. And it was literally just about her walking her dog. I wrote a story where my character went into the jungle and met a tiger and the tiger was hurt and had to help the tiger, which I think was roughly five pages long, which is quite a lot because like, I think the general task was to write a short story maximum these type of words but because my story was longer and my grammar at that point wasn't excellent I was graded two grades worse than my friend and I was so pissed because I was like she has literally no fucking creativity in her she just told something out of her day which is her dog walking you know like oh my god um but then again, that is a very true story of like, you know, it doesn't say anything about how good you are as a writer or what you stand now for now, what you stand represent nowadays. Um, it's a good representation of the German schooling system, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have so much. To, like, I could literally fill. You're, you're, they're, they're very much trying to fit you into a little tiny little box. and. Yeah. Don't you dare break out of that box. And yeah. yeah, I wasn't I wasn't the person for that box ever. Yeah, same. Because it's also, I feel like language is so, like, I feel like if I just had, and I think it kind of like now, nowadays came through my own approach on how I'm a writer now versus back in the day, that if I had different teachers that were more in inspired and loving about their own craft of like the language itself I think German would have been a very different turn for me but because never was that way I now write in English as if, preference I feel like if if you had a teacher that had the capacity to let art uh, let artists live 
instead of just molding tiny little factory workers. But yeah, that's not what the German schooling system is all about, is it? Honestly, honestly. Um, we're already diving a bit deeper into it, or we have kind of like teased a bit about it. What's something that you want to share about following your dreams? Scary shit, man. It's absolutely scary shit because um, at one point you have naturally you have this resistance because you know humans do want to stay in their safe lanes we want to stay in our safe little caves and not fight the tigers there's tigers out there and that's what happens when you're chasing your dreams you're going outside and there's tigers out there but you'd rather stay in your little cave yeah scary shit i love it just brought the tiger in because I want to follow up on that. Um, befriend the tiger um, as a wonderful metaphor for befriend your fears along the process of dreams. Because I feel like a lot of times people have this false picture of like, you know, chasing your dreams is all about, you know, the success, the great moments, the fantastic times. And a lot of times it's literally about sitting with yourself and saying like, listen, fear, I hear you. I see you. I can most likely feel you, but I'm not going to let you take over the wheel because I'm still the captain and I'm in charge here and we're still going to do it. And I also believe depending on like your experience and how you do your inner work and all that, you know, the, the good stuff that you can show on social media and stuff, um, you know, meditation, yoga, all that stuff. Um, I think it also highly depends on just who you are as a human being because I have actor friends who still get very nervous no matter who they worked with and they have worked with certain people that you know are out there in the industry and known and stuff but you can still come back to a small stage and still get nervous and that says nothing about whether you have certain success or whether you are you know um, just says it just says that you're fucking human yeah exactly exactly and I think that's something that I always want to share is like, I think there are people that have more determination than others in like a certain sense of like, you know, I wouldn't say like a sense of giving so many fucks right away, like in the sense of like, oh, I'm just going to do it. I, I just don't care because I like all of that is still a mechanism that is somewhat trained or learned along the path of following your dreams. Um, but nevertheless, um, just because you see people that have a certain set of determination or, you know, the goal getters, the, the I'm going to do this and I've done 20 things in a day for my dream, that kind of style doesn't mean you can't start because I have days where I have my now I have done 20 things for my dream. And then I have days where it's like I can't do more than two. And both of these are very valid and fine and okay. And, and then there are days where you have none, nothing. Literally, literally. Where you have to rest. Which also, fun fact, gets you where you want to be. Exactly. Uh, I love that you're bringing this up because I feel like so many people still see this. And I feel like especially in, when you're from Germany, you have been trained that it's resting is this thing of, oh, you're lazy, you're not doing anything. No, we're not fucking machines made. Like, we literally not fucking machines so the approach and i always say this rest is a radical act of self-love so essentially resting means that you love yourself enough so that you charge up your energy 
or whatever your body needs or your even your mind you know sometimes it, I'm not speaking about the like the moment when you're totally sick I'm also talking about you know sometimes you just need to lay down relax and have a calm moment and that is also something that then helps you get up the next day or you know be because like especially when we're talking about the creative road sometimes we have weeks where it's like oh my god I feel like I've lived a year within a week because so much stuff happens and then there are weeks where it's like nothing seems to happen or it's just very quiet but both of these are very well valid and experiences that are just part of the process and the journey and learning to juggle that and learning also to be comfortable with I don't really want to call it boredom anymore but learning to be comfortable when there are quite a time something that that's something that you need to know that this is part of the process as well I specifically feel that resting is essential for creatives actually um, because I feel like you have to fill up your creative wealth you have uh, well you have to somehow consume media or go outside and experience something for your creativity to be recharged too so it's not just about self-love it's about you know getting experiences for the creativity you can't just sit on your desk and write 365 days 24 hours a day it doesn't work some you have to get these experiences or the joy for life or whatever you're pouring into your creativity whether you're a painter whether you're a writer whatever you are you have to get you have to feel 100%. and that's not necessarily everything on the desk 100% I always say this when I work with my business clients like money is not going to come faster just because you're glued to your desk 12 hours like it's not especially when you run your own business when you're an entrepreneur when you have these visions Yes, there's certain admin things that we need to do, but just like what Ivy said, it's the point of you need to get your ass outside and have these shared experiences. And even if it's just a walk a day, going outside, enjoying yourself, trust me, it's worth the experience. And it's worth, especially when it's these mindfulness acts of being in the moment and just, you know, just being in the moment. And I think sometimes that can be a challenge, especially, so for example, my private life looks similar to my working life because in my private time, I expand my wisdom. I love learning new things. I love expanding courses and, and that stuff. Obviously, that is a bonus for my business and anything else I do, as well as I love watching theater, going to the movies, hanging with friends. So it's like my private life isn't necessarily different from my artist life and my business life but I also took the pressure away from making a clear cut always but I can also always feel of like you know some it because I feel like especially you know it's not necessarily always a clear line of like now I'm gonna log off and then you know I'm just gonna read a book for the sake of reading a book reading a book also then expands my knowledge as a writer as a as a fan as a reader um so essentially it's always about it's not so much about like finding the difference and, and a balance in between, but just allowing yourself that things are interwoven without overthinking it too much. Because uh, sometimes, literally in the wildest moments, um, you find connections to doors that then open where you wouldn't even thought about. So, for example, I sometimes um, catch it for people 
and look after the cats. And then sometimes these clients ask me about what I do. And then I talk about my business. And sometimes they are interested in booking a session with me. But that's not necessarily, like, I don't go and do the part-time job of looking after cats in the ambition of, like, you know, I'm going to find some new business clients from here. That is just something that sometimes happens out of a natural process. Or it's the same thing of, like, uh, you go and watch a movie or a theater play and you end up meeting people that, you know, have the same interest or um, enjoy watching certain same actor and then you bond over that. I mean, literally how we met <laughs> again with the writing server. Yeah. I feel like um, this clear cut between work life and private life only works when you're not aligned with your purpose, with what you love, because works perfectly with my day job. Even though I'm a writer, I hate being a technical writer. I hate it with a passion. I've been brought down my self-confidence has been brought down I'm being critiqued every day because I'm you know I do not have a penis um um uh by the way I'm the only one who's trained as a technical writer <laughs> but I'm the worst one <laughs> great um but the moment I step away from that job and take care of my business which is where my purpose is where my love is where my passion is where my soul sings essentially um that's when it completely bleeds into my private life i cannot make the distinguishing the distinction mm -hmm. sorry yeah um but it's because this is part of me there's no way i can remove this part of me from being in any moment because it's just part of me like your purpose is part of you you can't remove it doesn't mean that I'm actively going out and being like, hey, this is going to become a business decision. That would be me not being aligned with my passion and my purpose. Yes, absolutely. Which is my day job. Which is yes. why I'm Batman at night. <laughs> <laughs> and we love being Batman at night. It's great. It's fantastic. I yeah, now I think... wish I had a cape so I can go all stitch on you. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen in the future. I can see it coming. I have a cape. I will bring it in May. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can already see the shenanigans <laughs> going to explode. Um, what for everybody be... listening? We are actually going to the same con with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This time, yeah. knowing well, that we're going to well, the same con. Okay, so so here's the thing, right? That's another multiverse story. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to go to this con, technically. Um, yeah. Until I visited a workshop uh, for my acting career and was told about this certain actor a couple of things. And I was like, oh, gosh, I really need to meet this person. Because, you know, when you we're have not talking about like, Taz, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, we're not talking about Taz. Um, when I think everyone can relate when you just have that feeling of like, oh, my gosh, I think this person and I have the same brain cells and just kind of vibing energy and just. Yep, and I, I know that one. My personal approach in life is, and when I look back at all the manifestations I had so far, um, I'm, that feeling is usually right. Like, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with someone from the people that I can't, not necessarily look up to, because look up to always has this idealism. But for me as an artist to be on the 
on a similar vibe energy level that kind of kind of thing because um I've talked about this in the podcast before but to me the artist filter doesn't exist like yes there are people that if they show up on the on my front door out of the blue I would be like what the actual fuck is happening and it happened before um the amount of times I literally go outside of the house and forget that I'm living in London where dozens of other actors are living and walking their fucking dogs no joke I'm not gonna tell you who it was but this happened I was just recovering from COVID two years ago I believe and it was my final time to finally have a walk again I do have a similar story by the way I'm not surprised anymore with us. Just happened in Honolulu. And I wasn't particularly clothed. Interesting. Like it's honestly, it's those moments where it's like, I'm just going out of my joggers. I look like I've literally just woken up. Bikini for me. Then it these things just happen and you're like, great universe. No, I'm not gonna talk to this person in this state. I thought that too. And then this person was like going to talk to me. Yay. Fun. To be honest, you know, the funny story with this actor is like, he kept on walking the same fucking route. Like (laughs) it it got to a point where it was like, I'm going fucking insane because this is usually my fucking park where I can just walk around and have a great time. And this fucking actor just kept on walking the same route with his dog. And I was like, oh god i mean obviously i'm still at a stage where i can be a fucking chameleon um and that's i think this will always be a stage that i have luckily to my presence that i tend to change sometimes but just people people have been saying this in the past of like you know with changing your hair and all that kind of stuff it's sometimes hard to tell what you're looking like at the moment so that's good for me but anyways long story short is yeah i had to i think i had to like i I tried to walk three different routes and for some reason he decided to do the same thing but anyways long story short going back to the same convention um i think i messaged you after the workshop and was like yeah i need to meet this yeah, person now and then you were like well you do know they are going to that convention right and i'm like <laughs> is that how it sound <laughs> no <laughs> Listen, I could feel the energy of like, listen, Lola. <laughs> Hermione, the Hermione energy. <laughs> I love it. Um, love you, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so long story short, um, I will be going to this convention apparently now. But, um, yeah. Yes. Um, where were we? We were talking so much about writing, slaying the German school system. Um, oh, yeah. The question I wanted to ask next was, what's something that you would like to change in the industry as a writer? Mm-hmm. I guess the list is long. <laughs> I, I guess I guess Koa has something to say about that, too. So um, the list is insanely long for a technical writer, but, uh, writing, but we're not talking about that because nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Um. I think the thing that I want to change is, again, a very German thing. We, for some reason, hate, absolutely hate people who are ambitious, Mm -hmm. who are starting their own business, and who are going indie, who are doing stuff themselves. We always somehow have to have some stamp of approval from outside, some, you know, if some, if nobody gave you permission, how dare you do something? 
Yeah. Hate this because I don't need anybody's permission. I don't need anybody's permission to be myself. I don't need anybody's permission to write. I will just do it. And yeah. I hate the fact that Germany is so very, very, if you're not a traditionally published author, are you really an author? Yes, I fucking am. I wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh my God. I can so deeply agree as someone that left this country to live in London, be an author and inspire people. I have so much to say on like what author reality looks like, what I thought my author reality is going to look like. And it looks so different now, but it's so much better for my own mental health and writing process where I'm at now. I had to do certain choices before simply because it helped me get an understanding of the industry, where I want to go, all of that. Also, I've been in the writing process as an author during the pandemic. And obviously that was a hellhole for everyone. So I would say like the author that I'm now living as has only come really to fruit since last year. Um, I published an ebook, but I have to say that process was still something that I wouldn't repeat at the same time in a similar way. Um, it's still fine, like as it was now. Like I'm still very happy and proud of like what I did, but it happened in the midst of my business peak. And I was so unbalanced for my own writing process that the whole process of this ebook was so scattered and all over the place that sometimes I was just like, oh, I really can't write right now. And like, I had so many writer's blocks in between. Like, I think from all the stuff I've ever written, this was the hardest in terms of writer's blocks, simply because my focus was not really on the book, but I was still decided to do it in a sense. But looking back at it now, where I'm at with my career, what I want to do. So long story short, I'm still in the process of getting an agent. That's still my goal because one of my biggest dreams is to walk into a bookstore and see my book there and sign it. But like, just like that, with that swag. With you that can do this team. as an indie too, though. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's something that I just, that feeling to me is just, it doesn't mean that, you know, there's a certain sticker or label like this is a bestseller or something on it. If it happens, it happens, but it's not my aspiration because I am strongly someone that is opinionated on the side of you don't need someone else's approval of like this won an award or this has so and so many readers because you can have a giant fan base of readers and it says nothing about whether you're a sex successful author or not because there are books out there I'm not gonna drop any names but you know there are books out there with a massive reader fan base and it's because they are picked up from TikTok or they are just pushed you don't even have to say names you know uh, everybody knows what you're talking about oh I know I no 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 oh now I yeah, I understand what it sounds like now, but it's not that. <laughs> okay, okay, but <laughs> there's a different author. But if you know me, you might know who I'm thinking. <laughs> um, there's more than one actually that there, I'm thinking there, about. There's more than one. I have to say though, long story short, I'm never saying you know this author is a shit person or whatever because you know this is highly individual and most of the times I don't know a, some of the authors personally. And obviously everyone's own perception of, like, for example, um, 
and I'm gonna drop a name here and it might be a hot take um but I personally am not a fan of Sarah J Maas and a lot of people that I know love the series and and all of their books I have a lot to say on the the craft side of it because I try to get into first of all the the chord of verses series that kind of side I started to read no one of my friends wanted to get me into it and I said to her if I can predict the plot you're never gonna ask me to read these books again and I did and she came back to me two days later and was like mm, blah, blah. and I was like thank you very much for this conversation and my TED talk um but it's because it's literally not that type of fantasy that I like to read from a craft perspective there are problematics in there that I also say it's a shame on the author and a shame on the publisher that some of the things were printed as they were but that is not an individual Sarah J Maas problem that's an industry problem that we have yes. that, you know so many people for example there's a the newest series I think it was last year I don't it's the one with the angels I believe or that the other thing that it looks it, the, the first don't book ask me I've never read any of her books but she was one of the authors that I had in mind when you started talking the the first book is red and the second is blue it's something with house of sky or yeah something I like know that. I, I know which one you mean that I mean you one... cannot not know it because tiktok exists that is the one that I've tried to get into and it was really hard for me and my problem with it because I'm also a certified editor is I was literally sitting there and was like where the fuck was the editor with this book because it has 800 pages and I'm telling you 400 of these pages could have been cut off and I'm like what is happening in the process and that personally frustrates me as an author because it feels very a very capitalistic choice of like you know she has this following she has this fan base now she can do whatever she wants but to like that sometimes to me feels frustrating as an author because it's like there's so many beautiful indie books authors short story authors um short movie writers all different kinds and they do beautiful works and art and you can tell they have the background and all of that and they don't sometimes get the chance so that is sometimes what frustrates me in the industry and can get frustrating in the sense so when I say that you know certain success on the outside doesn't necessarily mean it's you know the most precious thing you've ever read which then obviously is also highly individual depending on your own values taste what you're looking for because history you you will have certainly like I think one of the things that I just really don't read is um historical dramas so things like Bridgerton for example you can literally haunt me with this I would not read it at all like so many of my friends were like you need to watch Bridgerton and I'm like no I really don't I really don't I understand from an acting point that this is a progress of diversity in that specific genre but please don't make me watch this because it's not my my thing and I have this with a couple of other genres but same thing people sometimes so my one of my favorite genres is dark academia a lot of people struggle sometimes with dark academia because there is a certain academic connotation in it the way the texts are written the way it can sometimes be a bit you know philosophical in that spec uh, spectrum so i also understand that you know it's not your nice ya evening novel that you can just chill and enjoy because teenagers are dramatic um so i also respect that and understand that and it's it's a complex discussion what are your thoughts 
I just, I, the entire time I had flashbacks to me literally forcing myself through Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. Mm-hmm. Like, I've it's, never heard of it, I think. Or maybe I've seen the cover. because It's all over TikTok. Okay, yeah, I don't have TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over TikTok and a little bit over Instagram. Basically, um, it's not necessarily a bad book. It just became bad for me because I expected something else. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the hu- biggest pet peeve that I have. If the text on the back completely misses the point of the book. Yeah. And in, in this, the the, uh, the premise that was outlined on the back, I was completely into it. Premise mm-hmm. on the back of the book, at least in the edition that I have, is this ice, this figure skater's partner gets injured so the ice hockey player uh, joins her and they're doing the figure skating so she can whatever that doesn't happen until way after midpoint it's not the premise of the book it's nowhere near the premise of the book and that was so frustrating I can totally understand that pet peeve because what I noticed is um, there's a massive difference between German and English when it comes to um, the backs of books. Yes. My favorite thing will always be, I think it's the first Shadowhunter book. In English, it's literally about Clary enters this world of monsters, da-da-da, So it's very like dramatic and about the excitement. The German one is Clary falls in love with Jace, basically. And I'm like, what happened in the translation process of this like it's the same book it's on the same market but one of the texts is like focusing on the you know the overall world concept of like monsters clary has to figure this out obviously you know the classic teenage trope yeah yeah hero journey i've read this in germany it's literally prioritized the romance and that is something where i'm like are you serious like is this really happening of like how like what what's happening in the choices of the editors and, and the the publisher and everything like that? I feel like the golden point, the sweet point of that story is literally in between these two. Yeah, and so basically both of them missed the point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it happens. It I I have a German book here that I admittedly am guilty for buying because of the sprayed edges <laughs> it's like it's pretty spray pretty sprayed edges generally about something that i might like this is my book y- yeah and then i looked at the um the text on the back i'm like okay this tells me nothing luckily it's 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 enjoyable but like the back no this is not this is not something that where you can get people to buy it yeah, it's very, like sometimes it's very my my other pet peeve that I have is, and this is a recent thing, when there's only reviews on the back of the book. Oh, and I'm yes. like, listen, you could literally drop me all the famous author names on here if I don't there know is... what the book about is because there's yes. no back of the text. I will not buy it. I mean, yes, usually it's then on the inside of the book. But I'm not opening the book, though. I want to see it on the back of the book. Why would I open the book? Yeah. And I think it's also like my problem with this is the strategy of 
heavily relying on just reviews like where where have we come to the point where the word of people is more pointing things out than the actual meaning of the book yeah exactly i mean it's cool that stephen king liked your book doesn't mean that i will literally literally there's like only Mm. one review on the back of a book that i've heard of that i would actually that i actually would make me buy it and that's the one review where i don't know if it was neil gaiman or stephen king wrote back i seem to have misplaced your book that one the comedic side that's something that will get me to buy it but not being like i like this book cool did you get paid to write this probably didn't you so yeah Yeah, that's, that's also something where i'm like how real are these reviews that's always something that yeah that's what I question sometimes so yeah question things people always um should we dive a bit always yes (laughs) (laughs) with us always yes um should we share like should we share maybe our writer's process of like what the patreon has done for us so far like I think that's something cool to share because honestly, some of the people will be from the Patreon will be listening to this because I will be sharing this episode. <laughs> writer's Hi. process. Oh my god! Because you long like how long are you in there? Because I'm the newbie, basically. I've been there for a month. I've got a couple of people that I've known that just joined it, actually. But yeah, I've been there for a little bit longer. I've been there for I think now. Six weeks, six, seven weeks, not that much longer. I mean, it hasn't existed that much longer. Oh, really? I thought it's fairly new. It's like beginning of December, end of November. It's fairly new. I just joined at the right time, didn't I? Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I completely missed it for ages, but that's that's basically when he started putting out questions about it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, um, one fun fact about me joining this writer circle is I genuinely thought I can just slide in there and be a ghost because I genuinely thought it's not going to be very active. Um, that was my approach. I was, because the thing is, like, I saw, like, what really caught me was, like, that he had done these videos. Like, I watched all of them, 26. In total, I think about like writers inside. I haven't even that. watched all of them yet. Um, oh, this is such a like this is such a me habit of like when I join a space or a course or whatever it is, I always catch up as fast as I can with things, just because I feel like it's my duty to do this. Like it's just a very very habit of mine of like I want to give this justice why I joined. <laughs> um, but yeah, um. What was I gonna say before? Oh yeah, the question, like the riff we wanted to go on, is like what the writing patron has done for us, or like what happened ever since. Okay, um, I've got one interesting story about that. So I've been a little bit in a funk when yeah. I joined this. With, I have two book projects at the moment. One is um, Curse of the Magi, and one is working title scripts in secret i think curse of the magi will probably stay scripts in secret i very strongly doubt it (laughs) because that title says nothing um 
So I was stuck on Curse of the Magi since mid last year. I'm not pressuring myself to get anything done. I know eventually Curse of the Magi will get stuff done again. I I fully pivoted to scripts and secrets with NaNoWriMo before I got COVID. <laughs> again. Um so what happened is um Amber the admin of the Discord, which is joined to, to Amber, who's also going to be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yes, hi um, Amber. <laughs> hi Amber. So basically, she's doing daily drabbles, and love these prompts. Haven't joined them in a while because at one point these drabbles started to get me fucking unstuck on Curse of the Magi. And now I have literally no time to write a stupid little drabble because I'm either working on Curse of the Magi, Scripts and Secrets, or a fucking pilot script for some reason that came out of nowhere at the beginning of the week and I'm like 50% through. Nice, nice. Where did that come from? I don't know, but it's it's this Patreon. It's this Patreon. I can 100% uh, agree. I think my favorite thing is literally no matter what day or time if you have a question you literally just burst it out and people will get back to you and it's my favorite thing because like sometimes it's literally I just need this input I just need this idea and even if it's just one person getting back to you it keeps you thinking it keeps you rolling on like whatever you are asking so for example I'm working on a pirate story and yesterday I literally asked the guys like can you give me some insights of like if you could give these characters abilities, what would it be? And Mind control. <laughs> so many people jumped in and I just sat there and I was like, this is so amazing. Because like, I do have my own creative team, the IMX crew. Uh, we're still very a thing. I can't say much, but we're working on stuff um, for now. But obviously with them, it's also, you know, we all have our own like jobs and lives and stuff. And you can't always get back to people. So the server pretty much serves people all around the world and everyone, you know, has a different time zone, day, whatever. So what I love is that we literally, you know, sometimes you might be off for a couple of days, but then you jump back in and then you give this person feedback. And then the other day, this person gives you feedback as well. And it just, it really helps you get, keep going in the writing process. And since we all have different backgrounds on like, some of us are more screenwriters, some of us are novel writers, some of us just write fan fiction. I some just are artists, the... actually. Yeah, including myself. <laughs> no, like, um, I mean, I mean full-on painting, yeah. drawing. Oh, yeah, 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 obviously. Um, and the variety of creativity we have in there is just so amazing. And I think it was also one day where someone gave feedback from the perspective of a photographer. <gasps> And I think I love that because it's like sometimes just having someone from a different creative field giving a perspective on this can help you so much to develop a certain theme, character, whatever it is. And that's what I really love. Also, everyone's so supportive. Like, I think yes. I, there was only one situation once that I witnessed and 
Yeah, I was listening on the Patreon. I see everything. I see everything. <laughs> I know who you are. I know what you stand for. I know who your favorite One Piece character is. I know everything. You um, sound like Taz right now. Do you know that? Because that's kind of what he said at one point. Listen, we have this multiverse theory coming up. Um, yeah. Long story short, I, Taz is my birth year. Um, so I'm older than him because I'm a Gemini and he's a Sagittarius. Um, and he Meanwhile, has... I kind of share part of my birthday with Peter Gaddio. Which uh, is in the soup of multiverseness, multiverse <laughs> madness. Oh my gosh. And he has the like Tess has the same birthday as my mother. And uh, my mom kept on making the joke of like, if I have a lost brother somewhere in the multiverse of this all. So who knows? Um, long story short, um, I just love that everyone is so open minded, pretty much like, um, and also I think it's pretty much also from all different, you know, age groups and backgrounds yeah. and, and stuff. I mean, the majority of us, I think, are um over 18 but like it's it's everyone is so supportive on on the front of like you know no matter where you are in your career we're just going to support each other and we're just going to help each other and push each other and I think this is my most favorite thing about the whole thing because I've had writing groups before where people try to come together or do things together um but it never really worked out or at some point there was competition and it's like competition whether it's for business or creativity I've never got it in the first place because we are so highly individual like even if you put five novel writers next to each other we all gonna write different genres or characters or whatever we approach with our novels to also, do. especially for novel writers I'm sorry where is the competition exactly if someone's reading a book chances are they're gonna read another book next week so might as well pull each other up make yeah. great books and promote each other because chances are all of your books are going to end up on someone's kindle or yeah. in someone's bookcase probably given the speed with which some people are reading it's going to be a kindle yeah yeah exactly exactly i'm going to wrap this up with you on this point but we have one thing in this podcast which is it used to be called the total truth and now we call it truth boom where oh, i guess is able to say three truths and I can't say anything to it. I can only answer, say my thoughts once the recording is stopped and obviously you guys won't <laughs> hear it. But stage is free. It can be things like pineapple belongs on pizza over to something very radical and vocal you want to share. So um, whatever comes to your mind, the stage is yours. Okay, it's going to be... Radical and political, actually. Um, Hawaii is currently under an illegal occupation by the U.S. and should be freed. There. Um, and let's go to the pineapple and pizza, actually. Pineapple only belongs on pizza if you're in a country where pineapple is actually grown. Otherwise, that shit isn't ripe and tastes like shit. In that case, in those countries, it also belongs on bowls and everything else, but... If you're in Germany and you put pineapple on pizza, I'm going to judge you. If you're in Hawaii and you put pineapple on pizza, yay. And one more. And, uh, one more. One more. Um, One more. <sighs> Free Palestine. 
thank you so much um thank you so much thank you yeah. for having me actually i'm pretty sure i have a feeling we're gonna come back um maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe we're gonna do a special episode when we're re when we're uniting at the convention or something or like after that the, sounds like entirely a, possible uh like a recap episode of like this is how our crazy weekend went um <laughs> I can see that coming. Yeah, if you guys mm -hmm. want to hear more insights or if you have specific questions, there will be a video coming. Like at this, by the time this episode is out, I might already have it up on my YouTube, but I'm currently collecting all the questions I've ever been asked about writing and stuff. And there will be Lowe's writing vlog on my YouTube. So that's a new thing. Generally. I love that. Yeah, because like, I feel like especially with some questions about like show, don't tell and all these things, there is more opportunity to talk longer about it and give explanations when I put it in a longer video rather than always having short, short formats like on Instagram. Um, so that's going to be a thing. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You're going to find Ivy's show notes as well. If you're here from the Patreon, give us a shout out. We love you very much for it. And um, obviously, if you guys have questions, you're prioritized in our answering and episode questions. So... Thank you for tuning in wherever you are in the world right now. We hope that you could take something away for your dreams, for your writing. Now that is my final reminder. Go write whatever you want to write. Go make the, make the creation happen. The world needs more art. And we're going to hear each other next time on the TOD podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.